Malcolm, hi. Hi, Patrick. How are you? I'm all right. So how are you today? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. That's good. What's it like in Cumbria today? Um, a bit overcast, but it's dry. That's the main thing. That's lovely. That's lovely. Malcolm, um, we're wrapping up uh, what is basically uh, the end of uh, the fiesta. We're saying farewell to fiesta. We're obviously making enormous progr- progress with uh, Puma, but uh, also, is it Panda? What, what's this about this Panda I was interested in? <laughs> uh, no, that was just a project that we did for uh, one of our clients. Um, we basically made a Fiesta Rally 2 car into um, into a, a um, So, yeah, it was a, it was a nice project and uh, something a little bit different to do rather than our conventional sort of rally cars. Okay, it's based on, the, as I say, on the Fiesta Rally 2. But uh, it was a challenge that the, that the guys took up here and uh, really, really enjoyed it. And obviously, um, I think you, you've obviously seen the footage and you see how well it performs as well. So, but there's, well, there's, no plans, there's no plans for it to, be, to compete or anything like that. Well, 300 brake horsepower or something? Yeah, uh, it's a little bit more than that, actually. Well, it's a rally, as I say, it's a full, basically, uh, Rally 2 spec Fiesta. Fantastic. Underneath. Now, we're coming to the end of uh, five years of the, the last sort of generation of the Fiesta World Rally Car. But when you look back to the start of this five-year period, 2017, 2018, they were magical years, basically, because uh, obviously you made the, um, the actual trophy cabinet at, uh, at Davenby Hall uh, a creak and crumble almost because of all the awards you won in that, that 17, 18. Obviously, uh, we had um, Seb, and uh, Julianne in the car, and uh, they wrapped up the title. Obviously, manufacturers' uh, championship title as well. But it was uh, it was a great start to the final phase of five years of Fiesta. It was a, a magical moment. Uh, I have to say that's you know it's one of the, the the best memories that I've had since we basically took on uh, the Ford contract. That 15 minutes at the end of Rally GB, where basically you know within that 15 minutes we basically won everything that you could basically win in uh, in the World Championship. You know, as you mentioned, driver, co-drivers, world champion, manufacturers, world champion, and then to top it off, Elvin wins the rally. So um, it was the most magical. Probably 15 minutes in uh, in the whole 20 odd years that I've been doing the running the Ford program. And I think also for Elvin to won that ra- that particular weekend uh, Rally GB for him his first win, and obviously you were getting the titles overall as well. I mean it was really nice for him. I mean obviously we've seen his his, his particular uh, progress in terms of being involved in the World Rally Championship, but you've been very much at the forefront of where he was and where he was at that time to where he is now as well. Yeah, and I mean that first win is it's the, it's the, that's the one that is the difficult one to get. But of course, once you've got that, it is then you know I mean everybody knows it's the platform then to it gives you that confidence to go on. Uh, but I mean it was great for Elvin as well to do it on his home event in front of his home fans. So a great base for him to build on, and obviously we've we've all seen the progress since then of what he's made, and for sure he's in uh, he's got to be one of the favourites for the for the title next year. I mean, the one thing about this is, of course, that we move forward with Puma, but Fiesta will still be very much a part of the 
the World Rally Programme for the foreseeable future. Obviously, with uh, with uh, if you like Rally Two, Rally Three, Rally Four, and Rally Five. But I think the one thing that is interesting is the fact that while you continue to support Junior World Rally Championship, Rally Three is now becoming a four-wheel drive platform for young up-and-coming rally drivers. Yeah, delighted. I think it's it's the uh, it's what's been needed for the for the Junior World Rally Championship. I mean, obviously, we've been very happy to run the sort of the, the rally forecast the last few years but uh, now with the rally 3 being four wheel drive and price capped car it's um, it's the perfect car package should we say for any young budding driver and of course now we've got a contract with the FIA for the next three years to run that particular car as the car for the junior world championship uh, not only that but also in European championship as well so it's going to be another sort of all-round worldwide car that can be used in in any championship any in any part of the world. Puma is produced out of the Romanian Ford plant is that right? Yes because it's interesting. I mean, there's been some interesting photographs, obviously, of the car coming off the production line in Romania. But how long have Ford had this plant out in Romania now? Oh, well, I can remember it. Uh, was it around early 2000s? It was, um, I know it was being put in place by uh, John Fleming, who used to then be chairman of Ford of Europe. So uh, I think it's been operational since probably around 2010. And the Puma itself, I mean, how how different in terms of the platform for for the World Rally Championship for Rally 1. I mean, how different is the platform for that particular car as opposed to what we had with Fiesta? Uh, this is the first time in the history of uh, the World Rally Championship that we're actually not using a production-based um, body shell. So there's been a big emphasis obviously put on the safety side with the FIA. So we're actually using a tubular steel structure with uh, with all the sort of the Puma panels then put onto the safety cell. So um, the FIA have done a great job in coming up with this, uh, with all the safety work that they've done and coming up with this safety cell structure uh, as the base for, for the Rally 1 car for the uh, starting next year. And you've obviously had a very active, uh, if you like, uh, production uh, platform for doing uh, sort of testing and stuff. I mean, you've done a lot of testing right the way through in all sort of situations, all sorts of conditions, and likewise at all sorts of surfaces as well. So the car has been given a lot of testing to actually get it up to up to speed for the start of the season next year. Yeah, we've done uh, quite a significant amount, but of course, um, you know, you can do all the testing in the world, and uh, there's nothing like the reality of a of a rally to you know to really test the thing and of course we're going into Monte Carlo and again it's the first time ever but there's no midday service so the cars will leave the service in the morning and we will not see them until they they come back in the evening so I think there's going to be a big emphasis on um, reliability next year because obviously this is all new technology that we've never had before in rally with a hybrid system so it's going to be um it's going to be very challenging, and uh, I know that we're in an age now where reliability is, just seems to be a, a given, but I think uh, with all what's happening, uh, I think that that is going to be the key thing for the championship next year, who, who has the most reliable package. The hybrid system obviously is the one element that hasn't been part and parcel of the sort of the, the, the structure of the car itself. But I mean, is reliability with that particular uh, hybrid system is that is that is that likely to be an issue, or is it just uh, are you just sort of taking the fact that it's there and part and parcel of the whole package? Well, it's part and parcel of the whole package, but it's obviously as I say, it's new technology and it's linking it in with some of the the current technology that we have. So 
yeah, I'm, I'm sure, as I say, we've done a lot of testing, but uh, I'm pretty confident that there will still be things that arise that we've probably haven't experienced during any of the testing that we've been doing. And how will the hybrid system be used on the events themselves? Uh, the hybrid system will be used on uh, on all the stages. So, you know, it's, it's a big boost. It's something that the drivers are really excited about. I mean, it's, it's another 130 horsepower that will be available, obviously, throughout the stage. But obviously, then uh, it's going to be, it's the... The deployment and the regeneration is uh, is going to put quite a bit of. It's going to be a lot different to what the drivers never have been used to in the past. So I think uh, the guys will, the smart guys will get the most benefit out of it. And what about the actual hybrid system itself? I mean, what does that represent in terms of actually weight within the body of the car? Um, the hybrid unit is around about, I think it's around about 70 kilos extra. But of course, with the new structure and everything, so we're, we're a little bit heavier than we've been previously, but uh, not that much, to be honest. Looking ahead to 2022, I think we're looking at a wow factor as far as uh, obviously progress for the team in the future, bearing in mind the fact that Monte Carlo obviously will be launched with Sebastian Loeb lining up uh, for the event, which I think for rally fans will be exciting to see him there. But when you look at the rest of the team lineup you've got with obviously with Adrian Formo, you've got uh, Gus Greensmith, but most important of all, I see Craig Breen has lined up for you guys for 2022. Yeah, I mean, we're very happy with, um, as you say, we announced Sebastian yesterday. It's at the moment, it's um, it's from Monte Carlo only. But we obviously we signed Craig up a while ago. And uh, I really think that Craig is ready to make that transition. I mean, uh, his last three events, he's been on, he's been on the podium uh, and he's never really had a full program. So, you know, we're, we're basically looking to try and mould the whole team around Craig. Um, we've signed a two-year contract with him, so we feel that um, he's in a, in a strong position and uh, ready to make that transition. So Adrian will be there. Obviously, Gus will be there lining up with, with Craig um, for, the, 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 for the whole of the season, yes? Yes. Th- th- those three are, are definitely fixed for the whole season. And uh, obviously, a lot depends on what happens in Monte Carlo. And let's see, uh, hopefully, Sebastian can spring a few surprises. Absolutely. And likewise, again, uh, when you look at, uh, uh, if you like, the the Rally the rally 2 program, um young guy called Yari Hootenand, who joined you for the last meeting at uh, Rally Monza, and uh, he really sort of... Uh, made his mark didn't he yeah uh, we haven't decided exactly yet on our full rally 2 program but um, it's something that we'll be looking at certainly we we, uh, we won't be running anybody in Monte Carlo because we're obviously up against it building all the cars at the moment for, for the rally 1 cars for um, for Monte Carlo so let's see We you know hopefully we'll have somebody picked in time for Sweden but obviously farewell to Fiesta but obviously good luck and all the very best for Puma for uh, 2022 onwards, but uh, as far as uh, as far as 2021 is concerned, not a bad year, really all round, and and obviously a lot of success at the same time. Yeah, I mean, we we you know we didn't really uh, we we knew we weren't in a position. We wanted to put all our effort and emphasis on the on the 22 car. I mean, uh, we've got a, a really good track record of you know winning out of straight out of the box. So. We wanted to be in a in a strong position starting starting next year with a complete new a new era, complete new car, different technology, and um, hopefully we've done enough work and we've certainly had great support and resource from Ford to be able to 
help us to get to uh, where we are. So, uh, as you, and as you say, with a strong driver lineup for Monty, let's um, let's see what happens. Absolutely. As far as uh, David Hall is concerned, how is the evaluation centre uh, working? How's it going now? You've obviously had the thing that the whole operation has been running for a while, but is it is it uh, proving a a great added bonus to uh, the setup for M Sport? It's an incredible asset for us to now have. Um, I mean, you know, apart from obviously the customers and everything that are using it, it's just uh, it's proven to be invaluable for us as well. The time saved and uh, being able to just literally take a car straight out of the workshop onto the test track. Um, yeah, it's 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 something you can't put a price on, but it's just an incredible tool to have at our disposal, which is something that we haven't had in the past and. Uh, yeah, uh, and as I say, along with the other values to other clients from a testing point of view or launching product launches. We had a big product launch here the other week with uh, with Ford and the MSRT range, which went down exceptionally well. So, um, yeah, it's a great, great asset to have on site. Taking us back to the time you first made that visit to Davenby Hall, I mean... Uh... Uh, I know that uh, John Steele was with you when you ended up to have a look at it at one point, but I mean, that decision, the decision you made, that that was where you were going to base M Sport, <laughs> you might not have made that decision, but you didn't. It's just the right decision you could have possibly made in the whole of your career, I'd have thought. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, as soon as I drove into the site, I knew it was where uh, where we needed to be. And uh, I'm obviously, as you can imagine, I'm glad to realize the dream um, that everything is now basically the whole 115 acres of the site is now occupied and being used so uh, I must admit I never thought that would probably happen when I bought it but uh, it is it is amazing to see it now, now all developed and um, operational to the way that I, the, the vision that I had for it Fantastic stuff Can I just wish you and everybody at Davenby Hall and all the team behind the scenes in uh, in all departments of Davenby Hall all the very best for Christmas I wish you all the very best for 2022 and also to you Elaine and obviously Matthew and and, and your family wish you guys uh, all the very best as well but uh, I look forward to 2022 and obviously a lot of success with Monte Carlo as the first event of the season yeah well thank you very much and the same to you Patrick and uh, yeah take care and uh, have a good have a good Christmas